powerful is the Cox Network. So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere, it's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. Be dazzled this holiday season by Northern Virginia's largest drive through light show at Bull Run Festival of Lights. Celebrate the holidays as a family while staying warm and cozy. Drive the festival route from the comfort of your car. Turn off your headlights and just follow the magical glow through two and a half miles of dazzling displays in Bull Run Regional Park in Centerville, Virginia. Plan your visit now. When you visit by mid-December, you'll save. Get your tickets today at BullRunFestivalOfLights.com. That's BullRunFestivalOfLights.com. What's going on, everybody, on Facebook? Good to see you. What's going on, everybody, on YouTube? Good to see you. Hey, come on in. It is prayer and it's going to be an amazing, amazing time tonight. So come on in, like the video, tell me where you're watching from, and share this video tonight. We'll add Instagram in just a moment. We're on all three platforms. I was testing a platform um, uh, and a resource that allowed me to look at one. Well, I still have to have two cameras because Instagram doesn't let you on theirs and uh, to do it that way. So I was going to have to do that. But um, in the... Um, and I could have all my chats in one place, but there's a delay. There's a delay of about, uh, you know, 30 seconds or so. And that delay means that the comments come in a little later. And so I'm still, we're still playing with it so that we get exactly what it is that I'm looking for. But come on in, like the video, tell me where you're watching from, share the video. What's going on, Indiana? Good to see you. Come on, where are my Facebook comments? There we go. Shalom from Aurora. Aurora, Aurora, come on Aurora. Aurora means something like a phenomena. That's in fact uh, what the word Aurora means. It means phenomena, which means it's inexplicable. I need you to hear me. That's where Harvest is located. It's inexplicable. Um, can you just type this about your own life? Just say, uh, I'm a phenomena. Come on. For those of you who know that if you look back over your life, the truth is, a lot of your life is inexplicable. When you look back, there is no explanation except the Lord did it. Come on, Aurora. Come on, Denver. There's no explanation except the Lord did it. If it had not been for the Lord that was on your side, you don't even know how you would be here. That's what a phenomena is, which means I can't explain this thing except God did this thing. And I need you to hear me. Now, this year, watch me, it's still going to be the greatest year of your life. This is still going to be the greatest decade of your life. What's going on, Denver, LA? I see you. Virginia Beach, what's happening? Colorado Springs, Wichita Falls, Texas. Come on in. Uh, you need to know that this is still going to be the best year and the best decade of your life. Can somebody tell me, this has nothing to do with prayer, but can somebody tell me who won the battle between Teddy Riley and Babyface? Can somebody tell me who won? Can somebody tell me who won? It ain't got nothing to do with prayer. I just want to know who won. Or are they still doing it right now? Are they still doing it right now? I don't know. Who won? Somebody tell me who won. I know they did it again today. Come on, South Florida. Memphis 901. Hey, Memphis, you'll appreciate this. I wore this today for all my Memphis folk. Ain't a man. Ain't a man. Babyface did? Okay. All right. They got nothing to do with prayer. I just need to know who won. Oh, somebody said neither. <laughs> All right. Uh, Ain't it made is a saying that we say in the South. YouTube. Here, I got to stand up for YouTube. Bam. There goes YouTube. Um, so that y'all can see it. 
Um, but it's a saying that we have in the South. And so it's basically our way of, of responding and affirmation. So if some if we're affirming something, we're like, ain't it, man? We're like, man, prayer was good tonight. We're like, ain't it, man? Versus it certainly was. In Memphis, we say, ain't it, man? All right? And so, uh, and so I wore this today for my Memphis folk, for my Southern folk. All right. Somebody said, somebody said, somebody said, um, neither one of them won. So, uh, I'm going to stay out of it. Come on, LA. What's going on? LA. So many people in LA, um, that are connected and that's amazing. Somebody then I see some of y'all saying baby face. Um, and so listen, I don't know who won. I'm just glad we're on here. Somebody said, I didn't know they had a battle. What's going on Atlanta? Listen, Harvest Church Atlanta. I can't, you know what? Um, I'm so excited about what's getting ready to happen in Atlanta. Um, sometimes God pulls you back to launch you forward. He pulls you back to launch you forward. He pulls you back to launch you forward. Awesome. Awesome. Come on, brother. Uh, I guys, I'm about to announce something in just a moment while I'm giving you guys time to come on in and tell you, cause we're adding a brand new audience tonight. And I'm so excited about this new audience too. So I'm going to mention that in just a moment. But let me say this. Now, as you're coming in, like the video, tell me where you're watching from. Share this tonight. Um, Atlanta's going to be amazing. So we, of course, have Harvest Church Aurora. Then we have our digital family that is everywhere. That's everywhere across America and around the world. But we're excited because we're going to be doing a location there in the Atlanta area. And uh, and it's coming soon. So if you want to find out more about uh, Harvest Church Atlanta, you want to be a part of the team. I'm building my team now. And we'd love for you to do that. How do you do it? You just text the word H-C-A-T-L for Harvest Church Atlanta to 59769. Guys, can I have a few of y'all put that on? Just text H-C-A-T-L. Put that on each platform for me. Come on, Uncommon. You do it too. I'm going to officially announce you in a minute. Text H-C-A-T-L to 59769 and uh, you can get connected to everything that's going to be happening in Atlanta. When I see, whenever I see ATL, I got to say something about it. Um, and in that, there were some delays. And I've shared with you over the last several prayers that every delay is to your benefit. And there's sometimes, you need to hear me, guys, sometimes you will experience a no. What's going on, Houston? Each town. Sometimes you will experience a no. And you may think the no is the devil. You may think the no ain't God. But can I help you with this? Many times the no is God. God, because there is something on the way that God creates delay to protect you from. I'm going to say it again. There's something on the way that God allows delay to protect you from. And so every delay is always to your benefit. If you ever get a no before you get mad, before you get frustrated, before you get angry, before you say, God, let me down, you need to instead say this, wait a minute, hold up, stop, <laughs> wait a minute. Every delay is to my benefit. For those of you who have been dealing with some things that haven't been going the way that you want them to go, can I get you to speak that? And at the same time you speak it, can I challenge those of you that are looking on social media to type it? Every delay is to my benefit. Come on. Every delay is to my benefit. All right? Listen, so guys, not only are we on Facebook, not only are we on Instagram Live, not only are we on YouTube Live right now, um, and of course, many, many, the vast majority of people look at prayer on um, the replay, but we're so excited because tonight we want to welcome an entire audience that's listening on the Uncommon Gospel Radio Network. We've had a great relationship with them and their ownership and Bernadette, an amazing, amazing ministry and amazing what they do. And so guys, can y'all welcome, can we do some hand claps or just some welcomes um, to welcome everybody 
that is listening in. Uh, so as we go live on Monday nights for prayer, that audience right there from Uncommon is going to be joining us. So isn't that amazing? So welcome to everybody on Uncommon. I am so excited to connect with you and to pray with you. What do we do? Every Monday night, we gather together to pray. And we pray for one hour. And the reason we pray for one hour is because Jesus when he was moving into his most defining moment, he took three people with him, Peter and two called Sons of Thunder, James and John. He took three people with him and he prayed. Now, he had all of his disciples. He took those three with him into that time of prayer. And what is amazing is that he prayed for one hour. There's something significant about praying for an hour because you are going to get results. That's right. That's right. Welcome to the Harvest Family. Um, and so we want to see results in prayer. So here's how prayer works. And we'll be doing it with Bishop Foreman. And again, I am Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, and I lead the most amazing people on the face of the planet. What's going on, sir? Uh, uh, I lead the most amazing people on the face of the planet, and we're just getting started. And uh, we are located in Denver, Colorado, and uh, but we're giving it to do, as I've already mentioned, a new location in Atlanta. If you want to find out more, text HCL to 59769 about that. And in addition to that, uh, again, as I mentioned, we have a huge digital family. We got digital family from Brazil. We got digital family from LA from, to Miami, to Chicago, to Houston, all over. It's really amazing. France um, now, uh, Paris, France, we've got now amazing Canada, all over y'all. So God is doing something amazing. It, it is a blessing to see how God is using technology to reach more people. And so to everybody in Uncommon, we want you to stay connected. And, uh, and again, you all, you can see the comments. Y'all can go hop on our social media because you can see the comments and on those comments, you'll be able to see how everybody is so excited about the Uncommon Gospel Radio uh, um, Network audience joining us. So every Monday, seven o'clock Mountain Time, nine o'clock Eastern Time, that's going to be eight o'clock Central Time, six o'clock Pacific Time. We are live for prayer. Listen, guys, before we go into prayer, uh, I want to just remind you to get, um, I see you coming, granted, it's a great word always, Bishop. Listen, um, one of the things about me, just so you know my heart, and to see you, Tiffany, one of the things so you know about my heart is I'm a man that wants to see results. I am not in ministry to play a game. I'm not in ministry to, uh, to do anything other than see the people that are connected to me get results and see more people come to the Lord. That's what drives me. That's literally what drives me. And so I am not driven by any other motives or ambitions uh, because I uh, realize that the purpose of my life is to change lives. Can I encourage some of you tonight to understand this? Because for those of you, especially those of you who feel like you're struggling with, what am I supposed to do with my life? Let me help you. Sometimes the purpose of your life is to change the lives of other people. I'm going to back that thing up so that you get it, especially those who are struggling to figure out what am I here for? What am I supposed to do? What's, what is my life all about? Sometimes you are used and your life is literally used to change the lives of other people, which means the whole assignment God has for you is for you to change the lives of other people. See, Moses didn't understand why he went through what he went through. Moses didn't understand why he spent 40 years in isolation. Watch me. 40 years in quarantine. See, some of you right now, the quarantine that we're in, and we're about to pray. If you're just coming in, like this video, tell me where you're watching from and share it. Somebody said, Chelsea says, that's good. I needed to hear it. 
Um, when you're in quarantine, uh, watch me, which means isolation. And let's face it, in America, right now, most cities, most states have some type of, you know, stay home order or quarantine order, what have you. And here's the reality. Um, when you're in quarantine, you're isolated. Stay with me, y'all. When you're isolated, watch this. When you're isolated, God wants you to deal with you, the individual. Isolation allows you to deal with your individual issues. I'm going to say it again. Uh, 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 I see you. Tunia says, I'm in your business. When you're in isolation, that is because God wants you to deal with your individual issues. See, I need you to maximize this time that you're in because for many of y'all, come on, come on. Kim says, Bishop, thank you for giving nothing but the truth. Because for many of you all, uh, this time has been, you know, it's been disconcerting. It's kind of messing with you. And I need to challenge you. You are not supposed to go back to normal. When you come out of isolation, you are going into a new normal. Do you hear me? When you come out of isolation, you're going to a new altitude. So do not ask for God to take your life back to the way it was. Because let's be honest. There's some of the things that before quarantine you were complaining about. Come on, Vanity. You were uh, there were things we were complaining about. There are things that we were wishing were different. There were things that we were saying, I would change this. I would do this. Well, what did God do? He shut the world down so that you could come out a better you. And before we pray, I just want to remind you of what I said in yesterday's message. And again, to all of our new family on Uncommon uh, on the Uncommon Gospel Radio Network, I encourage you to get the Harvest Mobile app. Text the word HARVEST to 59769 and get it. And you can get all of our uh, messages because the people of Harvest are faithful givers. Every message um, that uh, that I preach um, uh, is free on our podcast. It's free on our YouTube channel. It's free on Facebook. Why do you do that? There's no download fee. There's nothing. I want to get the word into as many people as possible. And so the faithful giving of harvesters makes that possible because it's not free to host it and do all of that. But that's what we're doing. Why did I tell you that? Yesterday's message, uh, we talked about the butterfly. Can I get can I get a uh, can I get about fifty of you on Facebook to just type butterfly? Can I get y'all on YouTube to type butterfly? Can I just get about fifteen of y'all over here on Instagram? Even if you're watching me on the replay, to just type the word butterfly, butterfly. Because whenever you're in isolation, God wants you to deal with your individual issues. He doesn't need you distracted. Watch me. He doesn't want you distracted with other people. Um, many times we don't deal with our own issues because we are busy dealing with everybody else's issues. I was a guest yesterday on an IG uh, platform uh, by some folks that are connected with us uh, in the Bay Area of California. And uh, the gentleman said, um, he was talking about his story and some things. And I talked about how whenever you are in a situation where you're in isolation. You got to deal with your individual issues. But I went further. It's easy when you, you are in your normal flow to where you are just used to solving everybody else's problems. You're used to dealing with your mama's problems, your, your daddy's problems, your cousin's problems, your sister's problems, your kid's problems. But can I tell you what God literally has shut the world down for you to have? Watch me. God loved you so much. Y'all better hit me. He shut the whole world down. So that you could deal with your individual issues. That deserves a praise right there. I said he loved you so much that he allowed the world to be shut down. So that, watch me, you wouldn't have to, look at me, y'all. You wouldn't have to use your PTO to get it done. Come on. You wouldn't have to use your own personal time to get it done. God allowed you, to, the whole world to be shut down. And he loved us that much. So that he allowed for us to be able to deal with our own individual issues. And that's what isolation is about.
Quarantine means isolation. Isolation is when God wants you to deal with your individual issues. And I need you to hear me. Everything that's happening right now in your life is designed for you to be able to deal with your individual stuff. Because you can't even go around in people whose problems you normally try to solve. You can't go have a family meeting about it. You can't go sit over their house. You can't do that. Y'all can't meet at the restaurant. Y'all can't meet at Starbucks, which means right now God says, I want my people to deal with their individual issues. Because watch me, when they come out of this quarantine, they are coming out at a new altitude. And for everybody that knows you're coming out of quarantine at a new altitude, what does that mean? A new level of life. I prophesy to you, every area of your life is going to a new altitude. That's why certain people have been falling away. That's why certain things have been falling away. Because as you increase altitude, you can't, there are certain things that you need to exclude. Certain things have to fall off. Certain things can't be with you anymore. Certain things now are weights that are in your way. And when you come out of quarantine... You're going to be at a new altitude. If you believe that, I need you, if you're watching on social media now, to just respond, yes, Lord, right there. Come on, just respond, yes, Lord, right there. After this quarantine, your life's going to be at a new level. Your face going to be at a new level. Why? Because you're experiencing God in quarantine in a way you've not experienced him before. Watch me. You had to push to get a praise out because, watch me, you didn't have the, uh, other people to prime it out of you. You didn't have anybody else's praise to be able to jump on to, so you had to bring it out yourself. Your finances are going to another level. I've been teaching that in the series we've been in at Harvest. When Egypt was going through the plague, God's people were prospering. Your faith, your finances, your family, and your future are going to another level. And I need you to say, yes, Lord, that you know that that's what's going down in your life. I need you to hear that. All right? So, listen, we're going to pray uh, but I need you to hear me. I need, someone said, can I, co uh, can I come out of quarantine? I'm going to do an attitude. Right. I need you to hear me and hear me with our new family of Uncommon Gospel that are listening right now. Do not hear me. Don't waste this time wishing it was where you came from. Listen to me. We're giving, I'm giving you all of this before we go into prayer because I need to make sure your mind is right so that you don't go into prayer asking God to give you what he's not going to give you. Just said something right there. I need to explain this to you so that we don't go into prayer and you're asking God to give you something that he's not going to give you. What do you mean? When the children of Israel, and again, this is why I encourage you to get the messages because I've been teaching it. When they came out of 430 years of Egyptian slavery, that was all they knew. That was normal. Listen, that was normal. That was normal. What was normal? Slavery. Now, the slavery that the, uh, the Hebrews were under was not like the African slavery that existed uh, here in America, which is referred to as chattel slavery. It was not that type of slavery, right? It wasn't that brutal. Uh, it wasn't that way. Y'all hear me? It wasn't that brutal. It wasn't that way. Um, it was not as designed initially uh, by the Pharaoh to be a permanent life status and life sentence. Here's what happens in Exodus 1. The Bible says, and there arose a new Pharaoh. More specifically, there arose a new government. Mm that did not know the God of Jacob. Um, there arose a new government that did not know the God of Jacob. And so what happens? He looks at the Hebrews and says, let us deal with them shrewdly because they're more mighty than me, uh, mighty than we. Let me stop right there to pause. Every time people try to, watch me, unjustly harm you, it is because they fear you. 
I need y'all to hear me. Every time that people try to unjustly harm you, how many people watching right now and even on Uncommon, even though you can't chat, how many people right now, um, you have had situations that have happened to you that in your life where individuals have tried to mess with you? Uh, uh, watch me. Without cause. They've tried to hurt you without cause. They got an attitude with you, don't even know you. They're lying on you, don't even know you. They, uh, what, what, what did Mikey say? Always starting something. How many of you right now wave at me if you can relate to that? Whenever, hear me, whenever people come at you without cause, it is because they fear you. And I need you to hear me. I need you not to be scared of what's scared of you. Come on. I need you not to be fearful of what's afraid of you. I need you to release this over your life. Come on, there's two things you're going to hear me often have you to do when I'm preaching or when I'm praying. I'm going to have you to speak things and I'm going to have you to type things if you're on social media. Why? Because Matthew teaches us that whenever two or three touch agreeing anything, it shall be done for them. Somebody says, uh, on Facebook says, just yesterday you had that happen. I need y'all to hear me. But somebody said, my next door neighbor, listen, whenever these types of things start happening, it's because they fear you. And so watch me. I need you to just type this on the screen. Just say no fear, no anxiety, no panic. Come on. No fear, no anxiety, no panic. See, what the enemy wants to do is use the isolation of your quarantine and use the injustice of somebody that's coming against you to try to shut you down to try to shut you up to where you just say, you know what? Forget it. I'm done. And I'm going to tell you, you ain't done. You are just getting started. I'm going to tell you, this ain't your end. This is your beginning. I need you to type it on the screen. No fear, no anxiety, no panic. So watch me. Somebody says Saturday at the gas station. Okay. Whenever people come against you unjustly, there is a fear they have of you. Y'all watch. So then for 430 years now, the people of them, they are slaves. Uh, it wasn't designed in, initially to be that way. It was designed under the rule of that Pharaoh, but it perpetuated. Watch. It went on for cycles. It went on for generations. And then a man named Moses is born. And I need for many of you to hear me. You are the Moses of your family. Come on. You are the Moses of your family. Listen, I haven't yet gone into prayer, but we praying and I'm giving you revelation at the same time because prayer, guys, is not just where we where we where we just talk, 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 talk and say in Jesus name. Amen. Prayer is a dialogue. It's not a monologue. So whenever you're praying with Bishop Foreman, what's going to happen? We're going to pray. I'm going to give you revelation. We're going to pray. I'm going to give you revelation. We're going to pray. I'm going to give you revelation. All right. So check this out. Then Moses was born. And when Moses was born, Moses was the answer to the Hebrews prayer. And I need you to hear me. You are the answer to the prayers of your bloodline. I'm going to say it again. You are the answer to the prayers of your bloodline. You are the answer to the prayers of your city. Come on. You are the answers to the prayers of your friends. And what you got to be careful that you do not allow yourself to do. What's going on, Pastor? What you got to be careful that you do not allow yourself to do is to be part of the problem when you're supposed to be the answer. I'm going to cover that in prayer. Father, I pray for everybody listening and watching prayer right now across America on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, on the replay, on our brand new Uncommon Gospel family that's going to be tuned into prayer on Mondays. And in Jesus' name, I pray that they would know 
that they are the Moses of their family, the Moses of their bloodline. The reason they didn't fit in with them is because they were sent to change them. Come on. The reason they didn't fit in with them is because they were sent to deliver them. You cannot deliver who sees you as their equal. So right now, I pray, Father, that you would liberate them from the boundaries that their bloodlines tried to put on them, that you would liberate them from the things that try to shut them down and shut them up. And tonight, as we open up in prayer, we enter your gates with thanksgiving and your courts with praise. We ask you, Lord to forgive us for all of our sins, those committed knowingly and unknowingly. And we thank you, Father, that you're the God that forgives us. 2,000 years ago, when you shed your blood, there was no place too low to where the blood of Jesus could not flow. That blood washes us. What does that mean? It makes us clean. That means we are not what we used to be, which means we no longer need to say we're just sinners. No, we are not. We are the righteousness of God. We are kings and priests. We're the head and not the tail. We are above and never beneath. That's who you made us to be. So we thank you that we can do what? Boldly. I need some of y'all to tap that on the screen. Boldly. We can boldly approach the throne of grace and obtain mercy in our time of need. Father, when you give us grace... That's when you give us good things that we do not deserve. And Father, when you give us mercy, that's when you block negative things that we show enough deserve. We thank you that every day we see your grace, we see your mercy. Every day we see your goodness, we see your mercy. And we bless you now for the power to pray. I speak to every Moses of their bloodline. Come on, some of y'all need to settle that in yourself. Every Moses that's in their family, every Moses that's in their city, every Moses that's in their region, every Moses that's in their group of friends, every Moses. Some of you keep wondering why uh, you deal with some similar people. It's because you're the Moses. And until you get the message, you're going to keep going in circles. But I prophesy tonight that you would recognize who you've been sent to be for those that you are around. It's in Jesus name we pray. Come on, everybody say amen right there. Folks, if you're just coming in, folks, come on. I guess let's go with my Ain't a Man t-shirt from Memphis. If you're just coming into prayer, would you do this for me? Let's be digital missionaries. Let's reach some people and change some lives. Can I get you to like this video? Can I get you to tell me where you're watching from? If you haven't already done that, W. I'm going to get you to share this video. S, all right? L-W-S, not S-W-V, although uh, I love a few S-W-V songs. Come on here. All right, so listen. Moses is born. Y'all ready? Moses is born and Moses spends the first part of his life walking amongst the Egyptians. He did not know that he needed to learn how to walk amongst the Egyptians so that when he returned 40 years later, the Egyptians would know who he is. I need y'all to hear me. For many of you, there are things, what's happened in London? What's happened in Panama City? For many of you, there are things that you have had to go through in life. Watch me. And it felt like you wasted time. Watch me. You did not waste time. Hey, Chicago, you did not waste time. You were being prepared for a specific time. I'm going to that go. So you get it. You did not waste time. Hey, Dallas, you were being prepared for a specific time. Moses did not know when he was walking amongst the Egyptian palaces. Um, one of my favorite movies is Ten Commandments, the old school version with Charlton Heston, that basically you can fall asleep two, three times and take a nap and wake up and they still haven't gotten to the Red Sea yet. Watch that movie. I love it uh, because you see the imagery. Moses spent time in preparation. Come on. She says, I just caught that. What a word. 
Moses was in preparation, not knowing what he was being prepared for. He was in preparation in the Egyptian palace, even though he wasn't an Egyptian, he was a Hebrew. Many of you, watch me, you've had to be a stranger in the place you've been prepared. Come on here. You've had to be a stranger in the place that you've been prepared. You've been in strange places that have been designed. Hey, Peachtree Chitty, we're coming to Atlanta. You've been a stranger in places that were designed to prepare you. Moses, hear me, Moses was being prepared. I need you to open your mouth and say this, Lord, thank you for preparing me. See, you didn't realize why you lived in that city for that long. It was preparation. You didn't realize why you were in that industry for that long. It was preparation. You didn't realize why you dealt with those types of relationships. It was preparation. And it wasn't preparation. Watch this. It seemed strange at the time, but he was being prepared for a specific time. Watch me. Father, in Jesus' name, let's pray. Father, help us to maximize the preparation that you gave us and not waste it. You prepared us in a strange place. Come on here, God Almighty. You prepared us in strange places where we were foreigners. You prepared us in strange places. Watch me. Where we did not fit in. You prepared us in strange places where every day was a fight, but that preparation where it may not have made sense at the time, it's because you were preparing us for a specific time. I see you. I see you, Sarah Cedar said, I'm all in your business. Come on here. I see you. Come on here. I see you. Come on, Junior. I see you. Uh, I, the first part is whites. So I can't see the first part. Yet. So check this out. Moses gets prepared and then something happens that causes Moses to flee. Moses has to go, and then Moses, watch me, after preparation, y'all watch me tonight, prayer, after preparation, y'all stay with me tonight, Uncommon Gospel Radio Network, after preparation, he's sent into quarantine. God was getting you ready, watch me, before you went into quarantine. He only sends you into quarantine once you are already prepared. And what does that mean? He's given you, in you, what it is that you need that has to be developed when you're in quarantine. For everybody that says, I can't wait to get out of this quarantine. Wait a minute. Make sure you're ready when you come out. Because you cannot come out of this underdeveloped. You cannot come out of this not ready for what's about to happen. God pulled you back so it can launch you forward. Moses, he goes away and for 40 years, he is on the backside of the desert. For 40 years, he's on a mountain and he is a shepherd. Watch me. For 40 years, he is dealing with stinking sheep. Come on. For 40 years, he is dealing with cleaning up the mess of other people. <laughs> For 40 years, he is dealing with cleaning up the mess of being a shepherd. The role of a shepherd, hear me, as a shepherd, the role of a shepherd means this. You have to deal with the best of a person and the worst of a person and still love people. I pray for everybody right now where your, watch me, your interactions with people have made you bitter. Come on, let's pray. I pray that you would release that bitterness during your quarantine. I pray that you would release that bitterness during your isolation. For those of you who know you got some bitterness, I need you to type it on the screen right now. I release it. I release it. I release it. And I need you to say it as you type it. Proverbs 18, 21, death and life are in the power of the tongue and they that love it shall eat its fruit. You're going to have to say it. You're going to have to type it. You're going to have to do both of them at the same time. You got to do both of them at the same time. 
Because when you, watch me, when you're a shepherd and you're dealing with the best of people and the worst of people, and for many of you weren't in an official separate capacity, but you had to deal with the best of people and the worst of people at the same time. So what ends up happening is if you're not careful, you will become bitter. Hey, bye. Come on, y'all. You can become bitter. And I rebuke your bitterness. Come on, I ain't beating you down. I'm lifting you up. I rebuke your bitterness because bitterness is going to weaken your immune system. And you need your strength. Because watch me, there's going to be a swift end. I prophesy to this coronavirus outbreak. And you need your strength. You need your energy. Bitterness is like drinking poison and expecting somebody else to die. You need your strength. You need your immune system. You need your focus. You do not need to be looking in your rearview mirror. But baby, you got a whole windshield ahead of you. I pray against your bitterness. I pray against you being mad for how they treated you. I pray you being against being mad because you thought you got slighted. I pray, matter of fact, I'm glad they did you wrong. Why? Because what you thought was them doing you wrong was God doing something called a forced seed. Come on. A forced seed means there's such a big harvest on the way that sometimes God has to allow additional seed to be extracted from you. And since what you put in the ground wasn't enough, he had to let them take it. Mm. In Jesus' name, I pray that you would not be bitter. For 40 years, Moses, come on, y'all. For 40 years, Moses is dealing with sheep. He's dealing with the best and the worst at the same time. And then God says, listen, it's time. I need you to put this on the screen. Say, it's my time. Put it on the screen. It's my time. God says, Moses, I can take you out of quarantine. I'm ready. I can take you out of quarantine. I'm ready. I'm ready for you to now do what you were created to do because I taught you some lessons while you were in quarantine. So now I can release you. Y'all ready? I can release you now to... Because it's your time. But watch. When Moses goes back, what happens? What happens? What happens? What happens? When Moses goes back, um, he tells Pharaoh 10 times, let my people go. What does the Bible say? What have you been learning in this series? The Bible says that God hardened Pharaoh's heart. Listen to me. Many of your no's were God. Mm. Many of your no's weren't the devil. Many of your no's were God. Here's what we want to cover in prayer now that you stop rebuking God. Hey, because when you rebuke God, what you're doing is you're saying to God, God, I don't recognize the time that I'm in. When it's your time, sometimes the answer is no. Watch me. Sometimes the answer is no. So here's what we're going to cover in prayer. Father, in Jesus' name, forgive us for complaining when we got a no. Forgive us for complaining when we got a no on the deal. Forgive us for complaining when we got a no on the building. Forgive us for complaining when we got a no on the loan. Forgive us for complaining when we got a no for the job. Forgive us for complaining when we got a no for the relationship. Come on, y'all. What, what are some no's you've gotten? Can I get you to type some of those no's on the screen that you have received uh, even over the last, uh, what are we, April 20th? Even over the last four months. What are some of the no's that have happened in your life? Because many times when we start uh, when we uh, uh, start looking at life, we sometimes have become frustrated and angry over the no's, but the no's are divine. The no's are divine. The no's are divine. See, when you know how to think, I see somebody, uh, I see uh, Alexander Sam deals. I see deals, business, Ron, and I see it. 
I see you. Come on, y'all talk to me. Talk to me. Talk to me. What else? What are some of the no's you've had? Even over the last four months, over the last four months, over the last four months, some of the no's you've had. And if you're listening on comment and you can't type, you can always hop on social media, get our app, text Harvest at 59769, and you can connect and you can go look at the replay so you can type in and chat. Job, open doors, relationships, a business deal, a building. Getting to it didn't get accepted into a program I thought I was a great fit for. A hiring freeze. So many things. Business funding. See, many of those no's. I see a wedding ring over here. Guys, many of those no's are divine. And can I share something with you that I posted on Instagram today? Rejection is redirection. Rejection is redirection. Rejection is also protection. It's redirection and protection. Redirection and protection. Redirection and protection. All right, so 10 times God says no. And who's behind it? God is behind it. That's why there are certain things you prayed for, you fasted for, and you gave for, and the answer was still no. Guys, if you haven't shared this yet on social media, and I get you to share this, somebody's got to hear this thing tonight. Somebody's got to hear this tonight. Somebody's got to hear this tonight. Um, and God was behind it. Why? 10 times, the number 10 in the Bible can I get a few of you to type 10 on the screen? I keep hitting my ring on the table. And one of our uh, one of our uh, production team says, sir, when you hit that table, it's loud. Um, and by the way, this is the lion ring because people ask about my rings. There's, this is a lion and this is one of my Harvest V rings. All right. Listen, um, ten, the number 10, can I get you to put 10 on the screen? The number 10 is the biblical number. I see you 527 saying this is fire. The number 10 in biblical numerology, that means the study of the spiritual significance of numbers. Listen, every number has a spiritual significance to it. Even the day you're born has a spiritual significance to it. Watch me. I'm born October 18, 10, divine perfection. 18, 8 is a new beginning. I, watch me. I am a new beginning. God sent me not to be like everybody else. He sent me to be the new. Come on. All right. Every number in your life has a spiritual significance, all right? Um, every number has a spiritual significance. So check this out. Every number has a spiritual significance. Check this out. 10 is the number of divine, of divine perfection, which means God was using the no to perfect something in Moses. So your no's, watch me, most of us don't handle them well. We get mad, don't we? We get upset, don't we? We start hollering, don't we? Might say a few tongues that are known. Come on, let's be real, y'all. Keep it real. But what I want to challenge you to do is when you get a no, say, God, there's something I need out of my no. Father, I pray right now in Jesus' name that we would see what we need from our no. Every no. I see your Bernice, your granddaughter's birthday. Every no, there's something we need out of it. There's something in every no that's designed to perfect us. There's something in every no that's designed to make us better. And in Jesus' name, we thank you for our no's because there's something we needed from it and we bless you for it now in Jesus' name. Every number has a, has a, a, has a spiritual significance to it. Now, what was it for Moses? For Moses, although he had been in isolation and he had been in quarantine. Watch. When he comes out of quarantine, you ready? When he comes out of quarantine, something pops up that he did not deal with while in quarantine. Watch me. It's his defense mechanism. 
See, Moses comes out, he's afraid. He's afraid to do what God's called him to do. He says, I can't speak well, I don't know this. And then eventually he just tells God, I don't want to do it. And God is like, look, you better do it. And I've taught you in this series that God got to the point with Moses where many of you didn't know it. That's why you got to go look at this series called The New Altitude. But God actually said, God was going to kill Moses because he said, Moses, dude, I've had enough of you. Let's pause and have a praise break. I'm so glad that God... In the midst of our disobedience, come on, if you've never done anything bad, never been disobedient, you can't praise right here. But if you've ever done some crazy stuff like me and told God no and said, I'm not doing it, can you just release a digital praise right there on the screen? Uncommon, you say it out your mouth. Can you release the digital praise that, watch me, when he should have shut you down and cut you off, watch me, he gave you a little grace on your bill and gave you to the tenth to pay. Come on. He gave you some grace. He gave you some, you should have been dead. That car accident should have killed you. The, who you laid down with, they should have gave you something. Let's be real tonight, prayer. Uh, the mess you were in should have taken you all the way out. But God, Father, we owe you praise. Father, we owe you glory. We owe you celebration. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. God, God was going to kill Moses. He's going to kill Moses, right? Got to go look at the series. He said, because I'm, I, man, you just too much. Watch me. Never, never, ever be too much to where you're too difficult to deal with. All right? Watch me. So <clears throat> Moses now, Moses, and guys, if you're just coming in, like the video, tell me where you're watching from, share the video. We got Facebook, we got Instagram, we got YouTube, and now we've added a brand new audience to our family, the Uncommon Gospel Radio Network. Moses, guys, um, he is now... Um, direct, uh, erected a defense mechanism. What's his defense mechanism? He's afraid to do it. And whenever we are fearful, can I tell you one of the ways we respond? Pride. Whoa, what, Bishop? Whenever we are fearful, see, this is why you got to not walk in fear, anxiety, or panic. Because whenever we're fearful, we often have a tendency to become prideful. See, whenever you think you're going to get uh, disciplined, Watch me. You you can sometimes get arrogant. Let's, let me prove it to you. Have y'all ever seen somebody in families growing up, right, where you had the one sibling that they would always tell on themselves, right? They start crying as soon as you look at them. You look at them. And then they start telling on themselves. But watch me. Anybody, and y'all wave at me if you can relate to what I'm saying. But then you had that one sibling sometimes, right? That one sibling that because they knew a whooping may be coming or discipline, uh, however y'all do it, wherever y'all from, they knew discipline was coming. What'd they do? They got arrogant. Well, she made me do it. I don't know why I got to get in trouble for that. Y'all ain't talking to me. I don't know why I got to get in trouble for that. What does this mean? Sometimes fear, watch the danger, it produces pride. So because Moses is scared to deal with Pharaoh, because Moses is scared to deal with his enemy. Because Moses is scared to deal with this problem. What happens? He becomes prideful. And for some of you, here's my prayer. We're going to pray right now. Is that you are careful that you don't allow your fear to make you prideful. Because Proverbs 16, 18 gets activated. Let's cover it in prayer. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray that our fear would not allow us to operate in pride. I pray that our anxiety would not allow us to operate in pride. 
I pray that our panic would not cause us to operate in pride. I need you to type this on the screen and say it with your mouth. Say, I rebuke pride. I rebuke pride. Mr. what does the word rebuke means? It means I send it away. It means I tell it you can't stay here. Rebuking pride is like telling that cousin that keep asking you to stay with you. No, you can't stay here. I rebuke you. That's what you're doing. I rebuke you because many of you, you're facing things that you've never faced before. And if you're not careful, you'll get arrogant about it. You'll get prideful about it. And that's what happened to Moses. Moses, I'm going somewhere with this. I'm showing you something. Stay with me, prayer. Stay with me, prayer. Moses gets prideful because he's fearful. So his pride is a defense mechanism. He becomes arrogant as a defense mechanism. He becomes full of hubris. So he has this elevated sense of who he thinks he is because he's fearful, which is why you can't walk in fear, anxiety, and panic because it'll make you arrogant. And then what happens? Proverbs 16, 18 gets activated. Y'all stand with me, prayer. What are we doing? We pray, I give you revelation. We pray, I give you revelation. We pray, I give you revelation. What am I doing? I'm reviewing where we've been over the last 20 days in this series called A New Altitude. You can get it in our app. That's Harvest to 59769 to get it. Watch. Proverbs 16, 18 says, watch this, that pride comes before a fall and a haughty spirit before destruction. Destruction and fall there translate into this word, of these words in the Hebrew language of our Old Testament. Unnecessary dis distraction. Unnecessary failure. Unnecessary atrocity. Unnecessary issues. Let me say it another way that's right here in the story. Ten plagues. Those ten plagues were not necessary. But, watch me, but God made them useful. Moses' pride May God say, I've got to deal with your arrogance and with your pride. And the way I'm going to deal with your arrogance and the way I'm going to deal with your pride is you're going to deal with 10 plagues. Why? I'm going to perfect something in you, Moses, that you didn't deal with in quarantine. What are you trying to tell me, Bishop? You got to maximize your quarantine so that when you're out of it, you don't have to go through the same stuff again. Come on, let's pray this. Father, in Jesus' name. I pray right now, where you at Instagram? I pray right now that we would maximize the time that we are in so that we do not have to repeat anything we were supposed to get handled right here in quarantine. I pray right now in the name of Jesus that we don't have to go through anything unnecessary from when we are in quarantine. We pray that right now in Jesus' name, we would not activate Proverbs 16, 18. Father, there's stuff we don't have to go through and we don't want to. There's stuff we don't have to deal with. And we don't want to. We want to accomplish everything. Somebody ought to put everything on the screen. Everything we're supposed to accomplish while we're in quarantine. We declare that it shall be accomplished in the name of Jesus. Come on. Y'all type right there. Amen. Amen. Put it on every platform right there. Good. We're going somewhere, prayer. Stay with me. So those 10 plagues were unnecessary. That's why God kept hardening Pharaoh's heart. Watch. Who controlled Pharaoh's heart? God did. Why did God harden it and make him say no? Because the no, there was something that Moses needed out of the no. It wasn't just Moses, but the people. Watch me. The people had become prideful about their poverty. Whoa. The people had become prideful about their predicament. 
You got to be careful, y'all, that you do not get prideful about your predicament. See, maybe you're on top, but you might not always be there, so don't get prideful. But maybe you're at the bottom and you almost see it as a badge of honor. You almost see it as a badge of honor, like, well, you know, I'm just struggling for Jesus. You ain't struggling for Jesus. That's you. Come on here. The Bible says in 3 John 1, 2, that, he pray, uh, that, the, uh, uh, that John prayed above all things that we prosper and be in health even as our soul prospers. What's that mean? It's not cash, cars, and clothes. It's shalom. That's a Hebrew word for peace. That means nothing is missing. Nothing is broken. Nothing is lacking. And all is well. Those 10 plagues were also designed to get the Egyptians to get, watch me, they were about to exit Egypt, but Egypt was still in them. Can I ask you a question? What's going on in your life right now where you're out of, but it's still in you? It's still in you. Bishop, how do I know something's still in me? Because you act the same way now as you did then. Woo, come on. Father, show us what's still in us that we're out of so that we can get it out of us in Jesus' name. Amen. All right? Let's keep moving. Moses now at the Passover, which was about a week and a half, almost two weeks ago now. The children of Israel come out of Egyptian slavery overnight. Pharaoh says, up. That means he says, get up. Why did he need to say get up? Because he was saying it's an altitude change. Your altitude adjustment has been approved. You have to beat the battle so that your altitude adjustment can be improved. To go to a higher level in a plane, they just can't say, hey, we're going to fly at another level. Mm -mm. You have to literally, you have to literally get approval from the air traffic controller. And you say, I want approval to fly at level 350 or what have you, 35,000 feet. Um, and they have to approve that. Pharaoh says, up, altitude change. He says, and go as you have said. Stop. The children of Israel were speaking some things during their 10 plagues. And what they spoke during their 10 plagues, that's exactly what they got. Can I challenge you? Be careful about what you're saying during this time because it's going to be what you see after this time. I need you to speak things like this. I'm shalom. I need you to speak things like this. I'm blessed. I need you to speak things like this. I'm favored. I need you to speak things like this. My whole family say. I need you to speak things like this. I'm exactly where I'm supposed to do, doing exactly what I'm supposed to do. Come on, y'all. I got this kind of thing going on tonight, right? I need you to speak things like that because whatever you're speaking now, that's what you're going to see when you come up out of quarantine. All right? He says, as you have said, I'm in Exodus uh, 12. Now, uh, and then again, you can go through the whole series and get this. We're covering all of this in prayer. Okay, and I'll tell you why in just a second. Uh, if I get the time to do it, all right? We've got about 12 minutes before we're out of prayer. Um, so listen, what happens is then they come out and they come out overnight so fast that they didn't have time for the bread to set up and to proof. And so the bread is unleavened. So it begins something called the Feast of Unleavened Bread. The Feast of Unleavened Bread means you need to check your house. Here's the principle of it. Check your house for leaven. What does leaven mean for you and I? We're not talking about baking for you and I today. Leaven is a symbol. Leaven is an idiom. It literally means check your house for error. Check your house for mistakes. Check your house for things that are evil. Now, your house doesn't just literally mean your physical house, which it does, but it means you. Can I get you to type this on the screen? 
I'll check myself so I don't wreck myself. Woo! I'll check myself so I do not wreck myself. The Feast of Unleavened Bread, right after Passover, Feast of Unleavened Bread says, check yourself. Look at you and see what needs to change. Look at you and see what needs to be different. Look at you and see what needs to be uh, improved. Look at you and see what needs to be changed. Can I tell you? The purpose of your isolation, what did I say? So that you can deal with your individual issues. You can see you more clearly when you're not distracted by them. You can see you more clearly when you're not distracted by them. For some of you, you've not been able to hang out with some of the friends you normally hang out with. And it's good because God needed you to see, watch me. He needed you to see what that really was. That wasn't a friendship. That was a codependent generational curse ship. I'm over at that thing. So you get it. That was not a friendship. That was a codependent generational curse ship. What do you mean by that? All you both did was help each other walk in each, walk in each other's generational curses. You didn't help each other break them. You just help each other do them. And then you give comfort rather than check them. You need some friends in your life that ain't going to check on you, but they're going to check you. Come on. I saw somebody on the reality say, who's going to check me, boo? A real friend will check you. Got it? A real friend will say, mm -mm, what you did right there is foul and you need to get it right. What you did right there was not the way that was supposed to be done. Get that right. That's a real friend. That's a real friend. A real friend will check you. Watch me. And risk the friendship. Watch me. And risk the friendship continuing because they care about you more than they care about you being their friend long term. Woo-wee. Y'all ain't saying that to me now. I pray that you would have, watch me. I pray that you would have people in your circle that will check you when you can't, when you're not seeing yourself properly. I pray that you would have people in your circle that add value to you and don't just take from you. I pray that you would have people in your circle that are additions and that are multipliers, that are not subtraction and dividers. In Jesus' name. Can I get you to release this? My circle's going to a new altitude. My circle's going to a new altitude. My Listen, as a pastor, my job, literally, my job is, 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 is to check. That's part of my job. And I can always tell who's going to a new altitude. It's the people that when they get checked, they don't get an attitude. Come on. They don't get mad. Watch me. They don't leave. They don't act crazy. They don't start mess. They don't get on the phone gossiping. Then you know what they say? They say, thank you, sir. Thank you for caring enough about me to do what my daddy wouldn't do. Y'all ain't gonna talk. Thank you for caring enough about me that, 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 that you would not allow me to operate that way without saying something. See, can I help you see how you're going to grow? Is watch me. Is when you get corrected or checked, you don't get an attitude, you get appreciative. Mm. Come on. Father, make us appreciative of when we get checked. Make us appreciative of when we are coached. Make us appreciative of when we are disciplined. Make us appreciative of when we can see things about ourselves we did not see. In Jesus' name. So here it is. Moses' name, y'all. We're going somewhere. We're covering this thing in prayer. Y'all being blessed tonight? If you're being blessed tonight, just wave at me. Wave at me if you're on the digital platforms. Uncommon, if you're being blessed, I'll know because I'm going to see a surge of people getting that app tonight. 
How do you get it? You text HARVEST to 59769. How do you get it? You text the word HARVEST, H-A-R-V-E-S-T. What's the phone number? 59769. Here it is, y'all. Let's move. Moses Nim. That Moses Nim, right? That's how you do. That's how you know. I'm born in different, but raised in Memphis. I claim this out. That's how you know I'm from down there. Moses Nim. Moses, and you know you deal with a real southern because they don't say and them, they just say Nim. Moses Nim came out of 430 years. Their mama knew slavery, her mama knew slavery, her mama knew slavery, daddy knew slavery, his daddy knew slavery, his daddy knew slavery. Everybody in the bloodline, watch me, their normal was slavery. Their normal was get up at this time, go to sleep at this time. Watch me. Their normal was dictated to them. Watch me. For many of you in your quarantine time, you've had to create your own normal schedule. Woo! Your normal, you've had more control over it. Watch me. Freedom requires more restraint than bondage. I'm going to say it again. Freedom requires more restraint than bondage. In bondage, you get told every little thing to do. And freedom, you got to do it for yourself. Mm, come on, let's go further. And I pray that you would have, watch me, you would have great habits during your quarantine. I pray you'd have great habits during your quarantine. I pray you'd create great cycles and great schedules and great daily routines during your quarantine in Jesus' name. Amen? All right, let's move. We're almost done. I got to hurry up. I got to drop that net in two minutes. Check this out. So Moses, they're coming out of, they're coming out of 430 years of slavery. That was normal. Fast forward, Pharaoh's coming against them. Uh, when Pharaoh comes against them, uh, you know the story of the Red Sea. What happens? Um, they're at the Red Sea. What did we learn yesterday? They had the pulpit on one side. That was Migdal. They had Pharaoh behind them. They had their promise on the other side. But every time they saw their promise, they saw a storm. If you're like, what is he talking about? Get the message. It's called the truth that. And ahead of them is the Red Sea. And the Lord says, why are y'all crying out to me? Go forward. Can I get you to type that on the screen? Go forward. To me, like, I don't know what to do. Go forward. You have come too far to go back now. And you're surrounded. You ain't got no other options. And what did some of the people say? Let us go back to Egypt. Here it is. Let us go back to normal. Bishop, I, uh, you took us all through that just to make that point. I did. I took you all the way through that just to make this point. Going back to normal means going back to certain things you prayed to change. Going back to normal means going back to the things that you prayed to be better. So God says, go forward. Keep it moving. You ain't dying like this. This isn't your end. This isn't going to, watch me. God's going to use this to get the glory out of your life. He's going to use this to get the glory out of your situation. I need you to hear me today. Go forward. That's what you got to do. Go forward. So watch me, y'all. When they're doing that, Moses stretches out his arms. Red Sea parts. They walk, around, walk across on dry ground. And they walk across on dry ground. Moses then puts his arms down. The, the Red Sea fills back in. All of Pharaoh's army dies. Who doesn't die? Pharaoh. God always lets. Watch me. God will often let your enemy live just to see you win. Mm. And an enemy is not just a person. An enemy is a noun, person, place, thing, or idea that is against your forward progress. There are certain things God wanted to uh, left alive to see you win. And I need you to make this declaration. I will be victorious. Father, I pray right now 
that we would recognize the time that we're in. If we go back to normal, we're going back to stuff we prayed to change and prayed to get better. Instead, we go to a new normal, and that new normal is a new altitude. What does that mean? Better than what it was. Better than what it was. Come on. Somebody needs to release that on the screen. Better than what it was. Better than what it was in your finances. Better than what it was in your faith. Better than what it was in your family. Better than what it was in your future. I need you to hear me. Listen, guys, I've got two minutes before Instagram's going to shut me off. And uh, listen, if you've never given your life to Jesus Christ, this is your moment. Don't hop off of prayer yet. I got two more things to do, but I want to drop the net. I mean, drop the net. Bible says I'll make you fishers of men. So when I'm dropping the net, boom, we're about to see some people come to the Lord. Tonight, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, if you need to give your life to Jesus, number one, if you've never become a Christian, this is your night. Number two, if you want to recommit yourself to Jesus, this is your night. Number three, if you're like Bishop Foreman, I don't know where things stand with God. This is for you. You need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord, or be sure. On the count of three, I need you to respond by saying, it's me, or wave your hand. Do the hand wave emoji. One, two, three, go. I'm going to give you 10 seconds. Come on, respond right away. Don't wait. Don't wait. Send it right now. There's no judgment. There's no condemnation. If you're listening right now on Uncommon, if you're listening right now, you still put that hand in the air. Still put that hand in the air. The Bible says if we deny him publicly, he'll deny us. Come on, respond right now. I see you, uh, doll face. I see you over here on Instagram. That's your handle right there. Come on, respond right now. Right now, right now, right now. Ten, nine. Come on. Eight, seven. Come on, respond right now. I see you, Felicia. I see, I see you, Lanny. Come on. Come on. Uh, what am I on? Six. I see you. Five, four, three, two, one. Listen, everybody pray this for me. Say, Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for dying in my place. Say, because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I'm reconnected to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, guys, I need several of you to put this text on the screen. This text decision to 59769. I see so many over here saying, this is, it's me, it's me. Praise God. Text decision to 59769. We get, it looks like we got over six over here on Instagram. Text decision to 59769. And when you do that, we're going to shoot you a text right away. That's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle, not just a hobby. Guys, so I stay on time. I got to end. Church on Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. If you want to sow into prayer, I believe in giving. I'm sowing into this prayer tonight. Go to harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Can I get you a few of y'all to put that on the screen? You can also go to Cash App. You can Cash App at the Bishop Foreman, or you can also Cash App it to Harvest Church Give. All right? Stay with me, YouTube and Facebook. Instagram, you can hop on over there. You can hop on over there if you want to do that. You can hop on over there if you want to do that. Oh, wow. Guys, listen, for those of you who are with me every week, I got it in there, right? I got it in there in that hour. I got it in there in that hour. Yes, I did. I got it in there in that hour. I'm going to go and bring them back so that our Instagram family don't feel like I'm leaving them. I got it in there in that hour. Come on here, God. Oh, I got it in there in that hour. Um, so listen. Church on Wednesday, 7 o'clock, it's going to be an amazing, oh my God, it's, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be really amazing. So on Sunday, we looked at um, the journey of the Hebrews. On um, Wednesday, we are going to look at the journey of uh, Jesus. And oh my God, this thing is going to be so good. Here's what I want to do. I said I was going to answer a few, a few questions tonight on prayer. And so I want to be able to do that, but I wanted to make sure I got all of my official stuff in uh, right then 
and there. So come on back on Instagram. What up, though? Hey, y'all. Uh, yes, we got it done. Come on, God. <laughs> yes, I know, right? Um, I want to answer some questions tonight on prayer. Um, and then I want to make sure, guys, if you don't follow me on all the social networks, would you do that? Um, can I get a few of you to type those in on each network? Bishop Foreman. It's Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Bishop Foreman on all of them. TikTok, Bishop Foreman. Uh, all of them is Bishop Foreman. Thank you, Roz. Yes, got it done. Uh-huh. Um, so there's so many, um, so many cool um things that are gonna be happening. So I'm doing a lot of live interviews. In fact, right before prayer tonight, I did a live interview. Yesterday I did a live interview tomorrow night. I'll be doing another live interview. So we're doing all the, I've got all these interviews this week on a variety of different lives. And so on Instagram, it adds me on. And then, of course, it plays back on the different um, programs. Right. That's Twitter, too. Thanks, Dominique. That's Twitter, too. Uh, right. Tremaine says this, this series has been fire. Oh, my God. Let me tell you something. I didn't know years ago. So whenever I would be absent, meaning I was preaching somewhere else on a Sunday or Wednesday, I would always prepare a word, uh, prepare a word, and I would preach it to an empty auditorium. Empty auditorium, camera crew, and, um, and and that kind of thing. Because I realized that people want to hear from their shepherd, right? How many of y'all like that? You can be honest with me, because I'm that way. With my late bishop, I was that way. When somebody else come up to the pulpit, I, I said, oh, praise God, that's nice. And, you know, as a man of God, it, I guess it's slightly different. But that's the way I was. I was like, I want to hear from my guy. Uh, how many of y'all, you can be honest if you like that. You're like, I appreciate guests, but I really want to hear from my guy. If that's you, just wave at me. Um, I'm that way. So listen, I'll, I'll be the first to wave my hand. But check this out. I didn't know I was getting prepared for right now. Um, because literally, so that we can, you know, uh, make sure we're doing our best to stay in guidelines with the CDC and all of that. There are very few people um, in the auditorium um, um, during the time that I am preaching. And uh, Michaela says, I'm like that for sure. Very few people that are in there. I see you. I see. I see y'all hands. There's tons of hands over here on Instagram um, that are like that. And uh, and so I get that. But I didn't know I was being prepared back then um, for what's happening right now. I didn't know that. Uh, I just thought it was a way for me to make sure that sheep could hear from their shepherd. Because um, I said, I know how I am. And I said, you know, guests are nice. That's nice. That's good. But, you know, let's do that. So I said I was going to answer a few questions tonight. I posted on Facebook about two hours. Well, I guess now three hours ago. I want to answer some questions. Hey, guys, if you're just coming in on IG, I see you coming in. Prayer. We finished prayer. I'm going to do a little Q&A. So we're going to do this quick Q&A and then we're out of here. It's 8.04. I got prayer done on time tonight. Come on him. Um. Uh, also, too, I asked y'all a random question on Facebook. Are you fast or slow in your text? And I got to tell y'all, y'all got to stop this shadiness. I rebuke this shady spirit. <laughs> Some of y'all said, depending on who it's from. <laughs> uh, listen, I have been um, notoriously a slow text responder because how many of y'all you say you're a slow text responder? If you're slow or fast, I, or if you say it depends, see, it depends. That's what I saw a lot on the thing. It depends. Um, I am typically a very um, slow text responder. Emails, I don't like my emails piling up. So emails, I will respond to, uh, get out of here, get out of here. I don't like more than a few emails in my inbox. Texts and, and guys, like every morning, like Sunday morning, it was Sunday morning, Saturday morning, so, like, there's 300 messages in my Instagram inbox. 
And so um, at the end of the day, there's, there's just, you know, and I, I strive to, to, um, to, you know, as, as much as possible and appropriate, because some of them inboxes be very inappropriate and very inappropriate. Um, but you know, it's part of the, part of the deal. So, you know, it is what it is. No big deal. Comes to see, but I strive to respond to all. And so many times those messages, I have built in times in my schedule to respond to messages because of how many of them it is that comes in. Anyway, um, so just know if I don't respond, it's not because I'm ignoring you, unless you was out of line and then you did get ignored. Um, <laughs> love you. Um, but in all of that, um, in all of that, um, if, I, if I don't respond, just know it's not because I'm ignoring you. Uh, it is just the volume of them. Um, all right, it's just the volume. Somebody said, I'd be slow with it. And that's just Instagram. That's not tweets and that's not other messages. That's just Instagram. All right, so a few questions. You typed them in, and then I saw one come in. I'm going to answer three. Here's one from Jess. It says, when might be the right time uh, in a relationship to get premarital counseling? Post 90 days. Do not get no premarital counseling in the first 90 days of knowing someone. That's number one. That's number one. And guys, for those of you uh, typing questions now, if you just hold them for just a second, because I don't want to miss them, because the comments are going to keep coming, and I don't want to miss your questions. Uh, This is the extended part of prayer. We're just doing a little Ask the Bishop, all right? Um, it's just the right days, right? Um, post 90 days. Don't make decisions about nobody in the first 90 days. You don't know them. You know their representative. You don't know them. Wait to 90 days. I've done tons of teachings that I'd encourage you to get. Now, can a few of y'all add that to the screen again? Especially if you have us added all the time. Because remember, the majority of people who view prayer view it on demand. It's some overnight numbers. And by the next week, you've had thousands of people that have looked at prayer. Several hundred on the night of prayer, but by the next week, it's thousands of people that have looked at prayer. So do, listen to my, listen guys, there's tons of messages about relationships that I've taught. Relationship revolution, lovers and friends, tons that are in our app and our YouTube channel and our podcast. But one of the things I want to say is this, is that as it relates to dating, don't make a decision about anybody you're dating in the first 90 days. Can I get y'all to just say after 90 days, come on, even if you're married, Come on, we're just encouraging those that are dating after 90 days, all right? Then you really want to see somebody in four seasons because people change when the weather gets hot. And if they're, can I, can, guys, can I say, can I have some real conversation with you? I'm going to need to see um, a few go-heads or say a bishop or something like that or some hand waves or something. If I get 60 of those, I'm going to say something real for real. If I get 60 of those, I'm going to say something real for real. Come on. I'm waiting on you. Come on. Real for real. Across all the platforms, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook. All right. The reason you want to see somebody, the reason you want to see somebody, and I see y'all sending them in, so I'm going to respond. The reason you want to see somebody in all seasons is because when the weather gets warmer, if there's any hidden, um, I was going to say it like that. I ain't going to say it there. If there's any hidden, um, um, fast girl in them or um, friendly boy in them <laughs> if there's any um, if there's any should I just say it can I just say it if there are any whoring tendencies in them you might not see them until the season changes alright you need to see somebody in all seasons because if there's any of it in there, I think I cleaned that up really good. If there's any of it in there, you might not see it until the weather's good. 
You got it? You might not see it until the weather's good. Instagram is cracking up over here. You might not see it until the weather's good. So what you got to do is you got to see somebody for four seasons. So I, I always um, I always encourage if you're dating, don't make any decisions about anything. Can I even be honest with you? Even if you're attracted to them, even if you're attracted to them, do not decide, hey, I'm trying to see if you're going to be my bae in these first 90 days. Don't do that. Because here's what you do. You categorize them. Y'all ready for this wisdom? You categorize them in such a place to where you're so focused on them being that that you miss the opportunity of what they could be. Did you hear that? So you now put them in this one area. And watch me. They could have been a great business partner, but because you want to obey, you ain't going to build your business because you decided what you wanted them to be before you saw what they qualified for. Shut up. Come on. You decided what you, I don't literally mean shut up, y'all. It's a figure of speech. You decided what you wanted them to be before you saw what they qualified for. So maybe they never qualified for a romantic relationship, but you decided that up front. So when you meet people, even if you're attracted and you want to get to know them, sometimes what you need to do is just say, hey, I just want to get to know you. Well, are you trying to be with me or not? I ain't trying. I don't know you, ma'am. I don't know you, you know, sir, whatever your situation is. I don't know you. I need to know you to see where you fit in my life. Because maybe they're supposed to be a friend, but you wanted, watch me, but you wanted romance. And when you want romance with somebody that's a friend, watch me, you're going to have a homie lover friend and that ain't nothing but a mistake. Listen, all right. So there you go. If you need premarital coaching, that is something I still make myself available for as my schedule consistently increases, especially with Atlanta coming on board. At some point, we're going to have to tailor, uh, you know, shift that to the responsibility of, of someone else. Um, so I encourage you to get those in now and, uh, and any type of coaching. I still do that one on one. How can you do that? You can do it in our app. Instagram is cracking up over here. You can do it in our app. All right. Text Harvest to 59769 and you can get our app. All right. That's question number one. I'm going to answer. Guys, I'm going to take one of the questions offline. I'm going to do these others because I said I was going to select. I'm going to take one question from y'all. All right. And if you just come in and share it, prayer is over. This is the after prayer. Ask the bishop. All right. I want to do something a little different tonight. All right. Listen, when you've been in quarantine, you come up with creative ideas. huh? Um, here's another one. Um, another question. Oh, this is good. This is good. Um, this question says. This question says, when God called you to be his chosen vessel, did you doubt the calling or did you hearken to his voice? You ready for the answer? I doubted it. Can I be honest with you? If you don't doubt whether or not you have what it takes, God ain't the one that told you to do it. Can I give you some real talk? Real talk is this. If you don't think, this is why I always encourage people. See, my gift is, I'm gifted as an apostle. What does the Bible say about apostles? Jesus says, I give you the keys of the kingdom, right? Just the after party, right? We're going to play some music. I got that digital choir thing. We may play that. We see when we did the digital choir, I got it on there. Um, we might have a little music, do a little after party, right? Uh, or maybe I'll play some uh, some Teddy Riley and, and hopefully we won't have any sound issues. Listen, um, um, when when God wants something for you to do, my gift is that apostle. The Bible says, I have given you the keys of the kingdom. Luke 17, 21 says the keys of the kingdom are what? In you, in you, or the kingdom's in you, right? So my job is to unlock people. The, the problem when you're trying to unlock people who have been locked up, 
and they couldn't get out for so many years of their life is when you start unlocking them, they it, it's unusual. And so many of much of what you unlock, they will say, I can't do it. I'm not good enough. I don't have what it takes. Get someone else. <laughs> All right. Listen, I, I ain't hating on them. Issues can happen. I am not hating on Teddy. I promise you I'm not. Things can happen. So how do you know that it's that that you're really stepping into God territory? Is that can I be honest with you? Can I have some real talk? Okay, can I have some real talk? Somebody says Bishop needs a hype man. Come on, give me one. Give me one. You can apply to be the hype man for the church. Come on. Send an email to hello at harvestchurch.church. Can I use some real talk? For real, for real? Y'all ready? There are even moments now where doubt tries to come in. There are even moments now. I ain't new to this. I'm true to this. Can I be real with you? There are even moments now where I'm like, Is this Godeth? Right? That's real. That's real. Okay? Um, what causes me to obey? One, I knew to it, I'm true to it. So I know how to shut down doubt. Can I get you to type that on the screen? I shut down doubt. I shut down doubt. You need to learn how to shut it down. I shut down doubt. Um, the second thing, though, um, is that whenever I sense that, I know I'm about to go to another level in what I do. I know I'm about to go to another level in what I do. I remember one time feeling very, very, um, um, doubt was very pervasive. And that's when God took the, the grace of my prophetic and my word of wisdom. and word. Of, that's why my words don't fall to the ground now. First Samuel 3, 19, I had a lot of doubt right before that happened. Okay. And then I had to bust through that thing. That's why we've seen three people to God be the glory. Let me be clear that have been healed of HIV. They say, not, not undetectable, where they say we can't find it. It ain't in it no more. We've seen cancers healed. We've seen so many amazing things happen. God gets the glory for that, but it was right before that. All right, last question I'm going to take from on the screen. I've seen some of you adding them. Um, um, that's a good question. I'm going to answer that. That's going to be a bonus question. Why does somebody bind demons? It's not the Bible. So you deal with the rebuking of spirits. And the casting out of spirits most often deals with mindsets, all right? And so that is scripture that we see uh, in the Bible. All right, one more question. Come on, one more. I'm just going to pick the first one I see on the screen. The first one I see on the screen, all right? I'm waiting on you. Come on, YouTube. I think that YouTube is doing that thing again where it's not showing me your comments. So if I'm not responding to you, don't think that it's because I'm ignoring you. I just don't see you. Okay. First one I see come on the screen. First one I see... Come on the screen. Sometimes there's a little delay, a little delay, a little delay. First one I see come on the screen. All right. How do you teach, um, how do you teach others to come to God? That's good. Um, you can't teach somebody to come. You can't teach, um, you can't teach somebody to come. You can create an opportunity for someone to come. So that's how you do that. I said I was going to just do one more. Since that was a quick one, I'll do one more. Do I think, ooh, that's, that's a deep one. Do I think the coronavirus pandemic is a cover for New World Order? That's such a deep question. Somebody says, Bishop, how old are you? Grown. Um, that's such a deep question. Um, um, guys, I'm naturally a private person, but the reasons I'm, that I am private, I have my identity stolen three times. So um, legal told me a long time ago, just be, be as private as you can, all right? 
Um, do you think the coronavirus pandemic uh, is a cover? Uh, there's so many levels to that. Here's what I'll say as an answer to that now, um, is that whatever they're in, if this was done with intent, somebody say grown, grown. If this was intent uh, and this was done with malevolence and malevolent intent, here's what I can promise you, um, is that God's people are exempted. Mm. I need you to type this on the screen. Say, regardless of in their intent, I'm exempt. I'm going to type that one on the screen. Hold on. Let me put that one on Instagram because that's the fastest way to type. Regardless of their intent. Uh-oh. Come on. I'm exempt. There it is. Bam. Um, so there's so many levels to that. Um, that that that's a loaded question. So uh, that's 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 the focus there. Listen, guys, I've enjoyed this 18 minutes of after prayer party with you. I love you. Appreciate you. If you haven't sown, so tonight into prayer. Um, you can do that again. Can we put these on the screen, guys? Can I get a few of y'all to do that? Harvestchurch.church forward slash give. If you want to use the cash app, you can do that. Cash app. Uh, it's Bishop Foreman. F-O-R-E-M-A-N if you want to send it to me. It's a love offering. If you want to send it to the church, go Harvest Church Give. Uh, you can do it that way. You can use PayPal. Hello at HarvestChurch.Church. You can give that way. You are also able to give, um, what else? Uh, you can text to give. You can text the amount to 84321. So if you want to give $1,000, you're loaded. You got it. Send it to, matter of fact, just send, send a cool 10, you know, send a cool 10. Because I got a lot of folk I want to feed and clothe, right? Come on, send, 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 send 10, put 10 on it. Don't put five on it, put 10 on it, all right, uh, to uh, 84321. So you do the text message, say 10,000, 84321, and then uh, it's going to send you a link, and then it's going to say, what church? You put in Harvest Church, and then the zip code is 812. All you, Bishop, how do I know I'm in the right place? When you see that Harvest V, oh, here it goes, somewhere right. You see that Harvest V, that's where you're supposed to be. All right, love you guys. Appreciate you. Have a great night. Again, stay connected to me on social media. Got an interview tomorrow. Interview Wednesday during the day, interview Thursday, uh, thing on, then we'll be back on Friday, um, just having some conversation, what have you. So just want to keep you fed. That's my, that's my assignment during this time of quarantine is to keep you fed. Love you. Have an amazing night. All right. To those who visit Mickey D's for their favorite breakfast item and then go somewhere else for coffee, give this Mickey D's brew a second chance. The glow up was real. Try any size iced coffee brewed with 100% Arabica beans for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. And pair it with a savory sausage McMuffin with egg for $2.79. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Gather those you cherish most for a holiday tradition unlike any other. Don't miss the chance to celebrate the season with candlelight Christmas evenings at Biltmore. Experience America's largest home, illuminated in the soft glow of candles, crackling fireplaces, and warm holiday cheer. This is Christmas as it was meant to be. This is Christmas at Biltmore. Save with online ticket discounts at Biltmore.com.